The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. For God so loved the world. Nicodemus, a leader of his people, a follower of the law, an expert in the scriptures, a devoted person of God, comes to Jesus at night. Now, is this because he's afraid of what his peers are going to think about him coming to this rabbi that was not a popular rabbi amongst the leaders, even right out of the gate, you could say? Was he afraid of what they would think? Did he come to trip Jesus up with his question or with a question? Or is it the evangelist John's way of telling us that this is Nicodemus coming out of the dark into the light? Regardless, Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he comes to him with a lot of uncertainty. That got me thinking about how we come to Jesus today. Don't we come with a lot of uncertainty to say nothing about the COVID-19 scare and outbreak, how it's affecting our society, our economy, the loss of life, the worries? 
We come to Jesus with those fears today, but we come with, to Jesus with all kinds of hopes and expectations. It would be fun just to have everybody write down what your hopes are today. I hope you're hoping for something. Joss Chen, a pastor who works in particular with millennials in a ministry in Oregon, says that when it comes to teens and young adults, he says they're asking where they belong, how they are significant, how to deal with anxiety, and what to do with their loneliness. We come to Jesus looking for a place to belong, wondering how we are significant in the world. We come to Jesus with anxieties and certainly with a sense of being cut off and a profound sense of loneliness. Well, I think even though that was a description of young people, I think there's a a lot of truth of that for all of us. Maybe you come to Jesus today with a certain amount of skepticism. I love it when people come with some skepticism, I think maybe that is even the way um, Nicodemus comes. It seems like he's kind of a believer, but not. Maybe you come to Jesus tired. Maybe you've been worshiping your whole life in church, and and you come to Jesus today pretty um, indifferent, not indifferent, but just pretty even keel. You don't have great hopes, you don't have low hopes, you're just, you're moving through. Maybe you come to Jesus today having lost lots of battles this week for your higher self to take control versus that other part of you that gets the best of us. Maybe you come having lost a few battles this week, well, worried or scared or broken, we do come to Jesus, and we want to hear him say something to us that will help us. Nicodemus comes um, with this kind of partial faith, a nice compliment. We know you couldn't do the things you do without, you know, being from God, and Jesus stops him in his tracks. We have a little funny saying in our family that came out of um, a class that Becca took at UW. She had a professor, and she really liked this professor. He was a fun professor to listen to. A, a little, I get the sense that he was little, and he had you know big glasses. And and she was remembered a student coming up to talk to him after class, and the student used his first name. And you know the student was going to ask a question and use his first name, and he just said, "Let me stop you right there." Let me stop you right there. (laughs) Well, Jesus almost says to Nicodemus, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. And in fact, then he says, you know, you have to be born from above to enter the kingdom of heaven. Huh? What? This throws Nicodemus into a spin. How can you be born again? You can't go back into the mother's womb. And Nicodemus actually has a good point there. And of course, he serves as a foil, as a lot of the characters do who don't get it. And we get to hear from the woman at the well next week. 
But Jesus is in essence saying, Nicodemus, I know you want to focus on these things, but let me tell you what is important to focus on. You've got all these concerns, all these worries, just like we've got all of our worries and concerns that we bring to Jesus. And Jesus seems to say today, let me stop you right there. This is what you need to be concerned about. A new begetting, a new birth, being born from above. Now, Nicodemus was born into evidently a pretty good situation. He's a leader among his people. He's an expert in the law. He's a Pharisee. He's a part of the ruling group of folks. Um, So he's in a good stature, in a good stead, maybe not in Roman society, but certainly in his Jewish world. He's pretty high up. He's just fine with his birth. And in the ancient world, your position, your stature, your significance depended completely and 100% on to whom you were born. If you were born to a parents of low honor, you stayed there your whole life. If you were born to parents and a family of high honor, you stayed there your whole life. You had to really work hard to mess that up. And you couldn't go back and forth very, very much like we think of in our society. So Nicodemus is fine, and, and, and Jesus says, you've got to be born from above. In other words, Nicodemus is thinking, I'm a child of Abraham. I'm a keeper of the law. Do you remember what Paul said in the second reading today about who's righteous, who's just? Is it the one that keeps the law, or is it the one who has faith? That's what Paul is wrestling with. And Nicodemus is saying, I keep the law. I'm a leader. I love the law. And I'm not just insincere about it. I love God's law, and I study it day and night, and, I think, and I'm fine. And now Jesus is saying, no, you need another birth than the one you received. You need another birth. And so, of course, this is troubling to Nicodemus. And he'll say, how can this be? It seems silly. And then Jesus says, starts talking about the Spirit. Being born not of physical birth, but of water and the Spirit. And he says, so it is with anyone who's born of the Spirit. The Spirit blows where it wills. It comes and it goes, and you don't know. And the word in Greek, as it is in Hebrew for Spirit, is wind. They mean that they're the same thing. It's the same word. And so just like the wind blows, the Spirit blows. You know what this is saying to Nicodemus? Nicodemus, your birth is not something you can create. You can can achieve. You can um, bring about yourself. It's a pure gift. It's God's election. It's God. The Spirit blows where it wills. You You can't control it. You can't make a decision for it. You can't make it happen. And this is troubling to Nicodemus. How does does this new birth happen that Jesus wants us to be concerned about? Well, he goes on, and he refers to that Old Testament story where the serpent was put on the pole and people looked at it and they lived. And Jesus says, so must the Son of Man, which is a reference to him, be lifted up, that all who look upon him, all who look upon him, would be healed, would be saved, would be born from above. This is what we need to be concerned about. I'm with you. I got lots of concerns. I got lots of worries. 
I mean, your leadership is concerned about the drop in financial support for our congregation, as I, as I am. We're trying to figure it out. We're going to have a, a, a program later on in the month to help you make a commitment so we can keep this ministry going. I've got those worries. I've got worries about my kids, of course. We all have that, right? We've got worries about um, our friends and neighbors, and we've got so many things that we think about. It's tax season, and man, I haven't got mine done. Have you? Oh, no. Um, so, you know, we've got these concerns, but Jesus says, let me stop you just for a minute. This is what you need to focus on, where you need to be looking, and that is to the cross, to Jesus lifted up for you. When you believe in him, you have a new birth. Now, there's a little detail, though, I left out. We've got our font right there. Jesus says, born of water and the Spirit. I don't know if Nicodemus would have got that. I mean, they did have ritual bathing before they did lots of things in their religious community. But, but for us, for John's hearers, for those that the evangelist wrote, we can't help but think about baptism. And what I want to proclaim to you is that when you were brought to the waters of the font, you were born, not, you were, you were given a new birth. You were reborn. <laughs> born from above by water and the Spirit. The Spirit came to you. You know, you might think, well, why these texts in Lent? Well, Lent is a time, 40 days, where we look at baptism. It used to be people prepared for 40 days to be baptized just before Easter. But now, for us, so many who are already baptized, we go back to baptism. And we think about that, and we, we get re-rooted in that identity. And so what I want to proclaim to you and call you to remembrance is that you are born from above. When you were baptized, you were born from above. You were given a new identity, not one that you created, not one that you achieved, but one that God gave you as a gift. The Holy Spirit chose you. The Holy Spirit knows you. The Holy Spirit has come to you and is coming to you again and again and again as you live in the promise of your baptism. I've told this story many, many times, but I'm sure you don't remember it, so I'll tell it again. My good friend in seminary had an old El Camino, and he had a, had a wonderful bumper sticker on the back, and it was a Hare Krishna bumper sticker. And it said, born again and again and again and again and again. Of course, Hare, Hare Krishna folks believe in reincarnation. We do not. But we do believe that being born from above is not just a one-time deal. It's a one-time and then your whole lifetime. And so we are born again and again as we come to the supper, as we remember our baptism, as you hear the word preached, as the Holy Spirit comes to you. What I want to tell you today is God knows your name and he's chosen you. And you, I want to just tell you the good news. You are born from above by the Holy Spirit. Last week, I did Kids Word, and I, there was a wonderful little gift because I, you know, I love to tell Bible stories for kids, and so I got to do that, and I got to know some names of some children that are newer to our church, and, and I didn't know their names, and, and the gift was that later in the, in the service during communion, as the kids came up and they knelt with their parents, 
um, and I gave the sign of the cross because these kids are doing their first communion this year. I gave the sign of the cross. And as I kept on, and I said their name, each one of them, as I gave the sign of the cross, and I kept going, and I heard the one little girl say to her dad, he knows my name. In the midst of all your worries and all our worries, God knows your name. You are born from above. You have his seal upon your forehead, child of God, inheritor of eternal life. What do you do? Keep looking to Jesus. Amen.